Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in for our good news segment. You know, I am always amazed at the people that are out there doing the footwork that we get to introduce all of you to. And the reason I say that is today you're going to hear from both Kate Carr and Dr. Thomas Powers. And what we're talking about is something that I watched my dad and my uncle go through but I didn't know what I didn't know. And now I am so thrilled that we are looking at how we can get greater access to hearing technology for people. Today, these two amazing people, Kate, president of the Hearing Industry Association, HIA, and Dr. Thomas Powers, audiologist and industry consultant. Both of them joining us here today. Why? One, we're gonna get you all caught up on the facts, and two, we need to talk about why this new FDA rule works. Welcome to both of you. It's great to have you here. Thanks for that lovely introduction. Thank you. Listen, great to be listen, here. I'm preaching to the choir, but let me preach to the audience for a minute. Three things I want to say. I told you I watch my dad and I watch my uncle. Not only that, I play a sport and I'm watching people in, in age categories suffer And now I think you're explaining what's changing, why people don't have to, and how little my dad and uncle really knew and how little I knew. Today, we're going to get really underneath what's going on. What does this even mean to people? But I want to start with you all about statistics. I love statistics. Let's give our audience what the findings have now told us in the what do we know today? about this. Who wants to, Kate, is that you? Who wants to give us some information on the data? Sure. I'm happy to answer that. Right. Lots of data that I can share with you, Dr. Pat. Um, there are, uh, there's not an accurate estimate of how many people have hearing loss. Even the government between the National Institutes of Health and CDC have different numbers. 38 million to 48 million persons in the United States have some degree of hearing loss, and many of them are untreated. Um, so we know that. We know that hearing loss is associated with noise exposure. It could be genetics. And it's also associated with aging. One in three persons between the age of 65 and 74 have a hearing loss. And if you're 75 and older, it's every other person. So this happens to a lot of people. It's gradual. Um, And people may not notice it in the same way as I can't read anymore. Um, Oh, I, my hearing, you know, is blamed on someone else. You're mumbling um, or you're not doing something. 
if we don't address hearing loss, persons with untreated hearing loss have higher risks of depression, isolation, um, falls, and cognitive decline. So if you want to avoid cognitive decline, for example, um, maybe it's a good idea to address your hearing loss <laughs> because it lowers your risk of cognitive decline because hearing is a brain activity, as you know. Yeah. Um, when it's it's not just our ears, it is your brain processing the the um, sound waves that are coming through your ear and getting through on a circuit. So lots of data um, that we could go on for much longer than this segment about, uh, but raising the importance of hearing health is yeah. uh, what we want to try and do today. And I have to tell you, it is so important to share the information because I'll tell you why both of y'all, I want you just to comment on this because it is not the individual necessary in that group that is, is going to perhaps listen to this. I was at an event yesterday. It is the grandchildren. It is the children. It is those people that are listening to this show that are going to say, oh, my gosh, I got to talk to my dad. I got to talk to my granddad. Right. So this is what I love about this. But data tells one story. What I love to talk to you about now is what the heck has changed, because I know for me and what I've watched and even recently as an event I was at yesterday, People are losing out so much. They're not hearing. And, you know, what is it that has changed to make this better for people so they can have a solution? Is that you, Dr. Powell? So you want to jump in there? Sure, I can jump in. Um, you know, up, up till now, um, hearing aids have been, um, you know, classified with the FDA as a, you know, prescriptive type device. And so, uh, <laughs> since 1977, when, when, when the rules went into effect with the FDA, so you needed to see a professional, uh, have a hearing test, go through the process. And over the past uh, several years, through a lot of meetings with FDA, FTC, and a bunch of whole other agencies, uh, we now have the final rule from the FDA that allows adults over 18, this is not intended for children, so adults over 18 with perceived mild to moderate hearing loss uh, to purchase um, hearing aids over the counter or you know in a store without the need to see a professional. Now, you can still see a professional, but it, it can't be required as a part of the process. So that law or that regulation, I should say, was just released. It's effective 60 days after release. So mid-October um, would be the first time uh, legally, if you want to refer to it that way, that we would see over-the-counter devices. Uh, there is a process, of course. So uh, companies do need uh, to either be already uh, approved or, if you will, uh, registered with the FDA. They don't really approve devices. They clear them for market introduction. Uh, so nobody should be saying my device is FDA approved. They don't, they don't approve or certify anything. They just say you meet the specifications. Uh, so those devices should become available then. And, and then that gives consumers the option um, to, to get either OTC devices or prescriptive devices. Uh, one of the things we're certainly recommending is you should know what your hearing loss is. So go get a test first. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to get back to you. And thank you. Thank you, Dr. Powers. I want to get back to you. And I want to just point out to everybody that they can go to the website hearing, H-E-A-R-I-N-G.org. Is that correct? That's right. Okay. Um, look, one of the things I didn't say about you, and I really want to get into it with you a little bit, is outside of 
outside of all, I could have spent the whole time just reading you, you, both of your bios. But outside of all this, you are an advocate. See that word advocate. I like that word advocate. You're an advocate. I would venture to say you've probably been an advocate in this area. Same thing with you, uh, Dr. Powers. You've been advocacy uh, members in this area for a long time. Kate, I want to hit you up with this. Given this change, can you describe what will this do? And as an advocate, what are you like most excited about that you will see that will change the lives of people here? As an advocate, I'm very excited that first and foremost, we're raising the issue. Um, we're, we're doing interviews like this today for a good part of the day. Yeah. Uh, we did a lot of media last week. We're reminding people how important hearing health is. I like to think, uh, you mentioned that your dad and your uncle, well, yeah. I didn't understand my dad's hearing loss and he got hearing aids. My mother complained about the cost and my dad didn't use them. Yeah. And you know, we just weren't sensitive and we weren't knowledgeable about it. We have to really help people understand that this can be quite a normal process, um, either brought on by noise or brought on by aging or brought on by genetics. It happens. So education is the first and most important part of advocacy, I believe. And then helping people find the path to where they can um find help through a hearing care professional to understand, hey, I'm normal. I don't have to do anything. Or, hey, maybe an OTC product will work for me. How do I use it? The first pair that I got, even though I'm in this business, I had them on upside down. Yeah, I was just going to say. Right. And I thankfully had an audiologist um, through, a, uh, through a video call <laughs> help me do it right. And I like to think I'm not, I'm, I'm fairly tech savvy not as much as my kids, but fairly tech savvy. So people are out there to help you with a test. Yeah. Um, our website tells how to do it. So advocacy to me, I'm, I'm a passionate advocate and a passionate advocate about, uh, about healthcare. And this is an issue that is, to use a, almost a pun, it's screaming for attention, or we should be screaming for attention because it's been overlooked um, and access uh, and affordability that will be provided through the over-the-counter products are good things. We think it's even better if you couple that first with a smart investment of seeing a hearing professional to make sure that you're getting the right kind of device for your unique hearing loss. Yeah. You know what? I know there are groups been advocating for Medicare, Medicaid. We've been advocating to like, what are we talking about here? Why do we have to fight for vision care, hearing care? Right. I mean, this I feel like a broken record. But you said something very interesting and important. I want to hop back over to Dr. Powers. Thank you. Thank you on that, Kate. Um, Dr. Powers, look, uh, audiologist. I love that term. Um, and yet what it means is you're it, it, correct me if I'm wrong. You are the catalyst. You are the one that gets to really take the message, cross organizations, take down the borders and have a conversation that says, this is the reality of this. All this other stuff that people were thinking, and Kate, you alluded to this, you know, big, clunky, expensive, can't get it to work, batteries last five minutes. I mean, there's just a million things out there. From your perspective, Dr. Powers, I want to know what you're most excited now to go out and talk to organizations about. I want to hear what your, your elevator speech is going to be. 
Yeah, I think, you know, again, Kate alluded to it, and that is, I, I think we now have the opportunity to really reach out to those individuals who have used all of the things you just mentioned. Uh, they're too big, they're too clunky, the batteries don't last, they whistle, uh, you know, it has a battery as big as my, uh, you know, a grandpa strapped to my leg, or all these crazy ideas people have about technology. So for me, I think it's about really two things. One is the technology has moved so far forward. Also, the devices themselves are smaller, sleeker. They come in colors. They're not this big old clunky stuff. Uh, we now have even artificial intelligence, AI and hearing aids that allows it to detect yeah. what environment you're in. Uh, we have, uh, you know, motion detectors that can alert you to falls. This is one of the biggest risks of having untreated hearing loss as well is an increased risk of falls, which then lead to hospitalization. So, so from the technology standpoint, that's one. The other piece is untreated hearing loss, you know, leads to things like Kate mentioned, social isolation. So to re-engage with your family, with your friends, with your coworkers, I think those are another whole set of benefits that this whole uh, series of events with, with the FDA and OTC allows us to happen. So, you know, raising awareness, understanding what your hearing loss is. Don't, don't think, oh, it must be just mild. I, you know, it's everybody else who's mumbling. They're big. All the things we just mentioned. Let's sort of get rid of all those excuses. Let's get rid of all those myths and, and really deal with, uh, as you started off with, the facts to say, you know, hearing loss is treatable. It can mm -hmm. lead to an incredible amount of health benefits. And the technology is A, affordable and accessible. You know, I know you both have to hop off. I know you're doing one interview after another. And I have to tell you, I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Dr. Powers. I think the most important thing is that, you know, we all know the story. You walk into mom's house, dad's house, grandpa's house, and you can hear the television from out in your car. And we all know that story, right? And yet we don't know that story. See, we know that story. And what we do is we come in and we yell, turn the teeth, right? But now what you're doing is you're educating folks to say, wait a minute, there's another way to go. Uh, Kate, hearing.org is the place. Now, people are going to ask, because this is now for over the counter. This is now what we're calling over the counter. And yet over the counter means it's not for everybody, right? You still should go get your test. And people are going to want to know, how do I go over the counter and get one? Are there processes in place yet for this? The rule was just released um, last week and yeah. it will take effect in mid-October. Right. <laughs> there are some over-the-counter devices that are currently available and approved by the FDA so people can find them. Um, they're, they're out there. But we expect that we'll see an increase in the number of products that are available um, to people. Now, you, you'll be able to order them online. You'll be able to go to a bricks and mortar store um, and, you know, essentially do it yourself. Mm -hmm. But give some thought before you do it yourself to at least having your hearing checked. Uh, and if you want more information about technology of hearing aids or hearing health or how to find a hearing professional, visit hearing.org. I love it. And Dr. Powers, for you, anything we should know about you? Any way we track you down and find out what you're up to? <laughs> 
Well, yeah, certainly uh, through through uh, through the hearing.org website is is one way. Certainly, um, you know, I'm uh, I'm always out and around doing all kinds of stuff like this to try and promote uh, you know better hearing health and better outcomes for patients. And so, uh, this is pretty a pretty exciting time, and I think we're going to see some some interesting developments uh, in both sides of the coin here, both the OTC as well as the prescription side, because I think you know we should also remember that's not going away. I mean, we're not going to have everybody running out to over the counter. Uh, so prescription devices will continue to evolve and continue to provide tremendous technology. I want to thank you both. Thank you both so much. Uh, thank you for bringing the message out. And thank you for giving people more options because we're living in a world where not only is this going to help them a quality of life, but as you all know, there are health issues around this. And who doesn't want to live high quality of life no matter what the age? Thank you both. Thank Thanks, you. Dr. Pat. Thank you. All right, everybody, Have a great day. Take a short break. We'll, let's take a short break. This is our great news segment, not a good news segment. We'll be right back. What if you could enter a sacred vortex of love and beauty, infused with the power of the earth and ascended masters? Join myself, Dr. Georgia Herrera and Dr. Sharon Martin, in the, the Sacred, sacred Magic, Magic Show. Bring in the mystical and sacred for healing, airing every third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You too can have your health and life challenges melt away. Join now and feel your heart open up to the answers to your most important questions. One day, I arrived early to meet a friend for lunch. One of the wait staff welcomed me with a beautiful smile. It was everyday magic. We experience this kind of thing all the time, but it was magical because the smile made me feel happy and content. The Sanskrit word for smile is smitam. It means fully blossomed, fully bloomed and expanded, like an empty field suddenly full of spring flowers. In the same way, a bright smile given freely changes everything. It can warm the heart. It can reassure or inspire or uplift. It can bring joy or lift a burden. Try it for yourself. Smitam, a smile, and discover a little everyday magic. Join me, Sarah Mang, on Damayanti, the show for your soul, where we discover everyday uplifting magic together. And check out my website, damayanti.store. In body, in power, in soul. Activate the spirit within you in deep conversations of power, faith, grace, love, and forgiveness. On Soul Inspired Reflections, Ascension, a humble awakening of the heart. Join me, your host, Gina Libido, every second Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. And find that even the chaos of your world makes sense and has meaning and purpose. Make a choice, be inspired, take action. For more information, go to SoulInspired.org. That's Soul-Inspired.org. Are you ready to branch out, to take a leap of faith, to love yourself and others fully? Join Erica Gifford Mills in her signature series, The Rooted Life. This virtual 12-week series will equip, empower, and enlighten you. This is a coaching series that allows both group and individual work. 12 weekly, one-hour sessions in the comfort of your own home. Schedule your free Empower Hour now at GetRootedRadio.com. That is GetRootedRadio.com.
Hey, everybody, welcome to our good news segment. Look, I want to just tell everybody, what do I mean by a good news segment? It has been such an honor and a privilege to do this with Ted and, you know, and to get you information. But this thing right here today, this conversation today, you're going to find that what you're getting is you're going to get some information that perhaps you didn't think about. And what do I mean by that? Peak hurricane season, how to get prepared. So let me just say peak hurricane season, how to get prepared. What I mean by that, um, when we talked to Dr. Ian Giamanco and Michael Richmond Crum, here Director of Personal Lines Council at American Property uh, Casualty Insurance Association, and Dr. Ian about lead researcher, (laughs) meteorologist at the Insurance Institute. So here's what the conversation is about. Our world is changing. Our climate is changing. But even if it wasn't changing, And you go back to when my mom lived in Homestead, Florida, and Hurricane Andrew came in. The good news is my brother was smart enough to have one of the very few homes that was built at a cinder block. But that's just one part of it. Today, these two amazing gentlemen are going to take us on a journey about what does it mean to be prepared? What does it mean for you to check in terms of your insurance? I mean, when was the last time you even looked at something like that, folks? Thank you, both of you, for joining me here today. Great to have you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Pat, for having us. Look, I want to get out of the gate. I want to talk about this because insurance is is enormous. I mean, you know, it is an insurance conversation, but it's not. It's also about a preparedness conversation. It's about what can you do? What should you know? Um, Now, A lot of times we live in a world where we take an action and then we don't look at it for 30 years. (laughs) We just put the paper, we just take it like, I got it, put it over here. And I just recently had to do that with my own. But I want to ask each of you this question. In the world that you live in, I want to know what you discovered that people don't know. What are your top, at the top of your list, each of you, I'm going to put you a little bit on the high. I'm going to go to you, Dr. Ian, I'm going to go to you first. So that gives Mike a little bit more time. But, you know, in your studies and what you're bringing here to the table, you know it's on the top of the list or you wouldn't be doing this, Dr. Ian, right? Yeah, that's a really good one. And a lot of people don't realize that there is things you can do to your home and your preparedness that's going to help it survive whatever the severe weather event is. Actually, we can spray the entire gamut from hurricanes to tornadoes to severe thunderstorms to wildfires that there are elements that you can do to a home and many of which are affordable. There are some bigger things, there's some smaller things, but each individual one, when you couple them all together, really can make a big difference. And I think a lot of people don't realize that today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How about you, Michael? Michael, welcome. Good to have you. Good to have you both. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I would say that my one lesson that I've learned recently is, you know, how important the house is in the long term financial and economic well-being of a family. You know, it really is sort of the main depository of wealth, you know, intergenerational wealth in particularly. And so it's important to make sure that it's protected. And, you know, it, the, the financial asset of it is really protected in the long term. I want to talk about APCIA for a minute, Um, and uh, that's an acronym. It's American Property Casualty Insurance Association. It's an association. And whenever we talk about an association, I always have this sense, and Dr. Ian, I'm going to come back to you on this, but I always had this sense that you're on the forefront of what the trends are, what the changes are, what people may need, what they don't know. Uh, And and can I hit you up with this, Michael? I want to know from your perspective and where you sit, you're an expert in this field. 
That's a big thing to me. And I want to know what you've seen in the past. I'm going to I'm going to give you a break past five years where you said, oh, wait a minute. You know, that's a great question. And I think there have been a lot of things. I mean, really, and you touched on it earlier, we've, we're seeing a lot of weather change. We're seeing a lot more named storms. Fortunately, this year has been relatively light. I think Dr. Ian can probably speak better to that. But, you know, it, it's, it's surprising how big and impactful the recent storms have been. We've seen a really rising trend in billion-dollar storms over the last eight to 10 years. And it's not looking to slow down anytime soon. You know, what Hurricane Harvey did to, you know, Houston is, yeah. you know, just devastating. But additionally, you know, we're seeing warming trends out West. We're seeing wildfires year round now. Things, things really are changing. And I think people need to be more in tune with that, that, that the landscape has changed and that we need to start preparing and looking at things differently. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And yet, you know, we are aware of the change, but we're not aware. I'm going to kick this back, Dr. Ian. We're not aware that even though we're seeing the changes and we're a little bit more consciously aware, we're not making any changes on our own. We're not looking at what we have. We're not saying, oh, wait a minute. I wonder if I'm going to be covered in this. I'm wondering if this dot, dot, dot. Dr. Ian, from where you sit, too, I mean, these changes I wish I could say I live in the Pacific Northwest and I think it rained once in 30 days, kind of unheard of here. Uh, The good news for us is the temperature drops to 50 degrees at night. But my friends on the East Coast, I mean, you know, they're thinking, what the heck is going on? What is your take on how these trends should make people more aware that as a homeowner, they need to make sure they're checking like the small print, the boxes and asking questions. I'm going to kick that back to you in a minute, Michael. But how about you, Dr. Ian? Yeah. So, I mean, what you're seeing is these events just basically kicking the front door in and it's, it's right in our faces now, you know, that I, I think it's, you know, the growing number of Americans, this is, this is not a question anymore. We know it's going on. Now, the next step, as you mentioned, Pat, is to, to work to figure out you know, what are the what are the first steps we got to yeah. take to adapt yeah. to our changing climate. So, you know, we'll look at the, the stagnant weather patterns that we face. We know the climate ties very well to the heat waves, the extreme precipitation, those kinds of things. We're still learning as it pertains to the smaller things like severe thunderstorms, hurricanes sit right there in the middle. But we have got to start taking those first steps to adapt to our changing climate. And, and I, you know, as humans, it's hard for us to think mm-hmm. about those long-term timescales. But, you know, the weather has basically, you know, punched us right in the gut, right? Yeah. And um, you, you think about even going all the way back to Hurricane Andrew, uh, oftentimes we don't even rebuild with that in mind. We don't, we don't rebuild with those hazards. I will say, Andrew, though, did spur a, a, a positive from the building code perspective in Florida. Florida actually leads the nation in the strength of its building code. And that's a direct result from Hurricane Andrew 30 years ago. Unfortunately, it takes these events, giving us the gut punch in those couple years after to take some good steps where we all want to work together, right? We're not going to split into our tribes and start yelling at each other. We have that window of time where we can take advantage of yeah. that. And that's, I, th- I think we're there. And, and we have got to start looking at that also in the long term as the first steps yeah. to adapt to our changing climate. Yeah, I love that we're talking about like what at a global level, at a state level, you know, as institutional level, what people need to do, because they have to work closely to do that. And I think we're going to we're going to get to the to, to talk a little bit more about what to look for in insurance. But I want to I want to stay with you, Dr. Ian, for a minute, because there are some things people should be looking at doing now. I mean, yeah, there absolutely. are clearly some things like not rocket science things, 
But what would you say are the top three things people should do to be prepared for whatever? I'm going to say whatever. Okay, so let's let's start with just you know we'll we'll go severe weather as a whole. So first, damage often starts at your roof. So things you can do to basically make sure your roof is good and strong. There's a couple of things you can do when you're re-roofing and, and we can go into some of that. Um, you can actually investigate those things on your own, but start with your roof, making sure your roof is in good condition. Now, if you come inside the home, an easy thing that all of us should do all the time, keep your home inventory of all your stuff. And Michael can actually expand upon kind of the details of this, but take photographs, take videos of all your things, whether they're keepsakes, uh, highly valuable items, things like sports memorabilia, but your TV, your computer, your laptop, all that stuff, have it handy in case the bad happens. So roof to inside, and then you start looking around your home about what are some of those little things you can do, picking up things that become flying debris, sealing up doors and windows, managing just how you operate your generator and your supplies, your, your emergency kits. If you follow just, if you start one, chances are human behavior starts to kick in and you wanna do more and more and more. And then you eventually get to some of those really big projects. Like when it comes time to re-roof, say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this step. I'm gonna add better nails. I'm gonna seal my roof deck. Uh, I'm gonna do some of those details that do make a difference. And, and we let human behavior kick in. So there are things you can do from a severe weather perspective. It often starts with what's above us. It's our roof. That's what protects us, keeps water out of our home, gives us shelter. Yeah. I mean, this is really, um, Michael, let's go over to you. This is like a change in perspective and mindset. You know, once upon a time, you didn't have to think about it. And now, you know, I was just talking to a friend of mine on the East Coast where they got, I think they got rain the other day and they hadn't had rain. And for the first time, they're watching their sewers back up. They're like, why isn't the rain soaking into the dirt? I mean, there's so many different conditions, but still, it doesn't matter. The things we're talking about today, people should put right on their checklist and say, I need to look into this. Michael, how about you? What's on your top three? Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, it. You want to check those boxes and you want to take a look at it. I think number one, you know, you want to get that insurance policy out. You know, these days, a lot of people have it on their computer, which is a great place for it. You want it someplace that it's going to be safe in the cloud. But, you know, maybe you've got it in the back of that file drawer somewhere, you know, collecting dust. Take it out. Take a look. I think second after that, you want to, you know, call up your agent if you've got one and, you know, sit down and have a conversation with them about the coverage and make sure you've got the coverage you think you do. I mean, we've seen a lot of inflationary pressure in the country over the last couple of years. Housing markets have increased, reconstruction prices have increased. You want to make sure that with those changes, your policy's up to date and got you covered. And, you know, the third thing is get in touch with your insurance company. Make sure yeah. that you, same questions for them. Make sure you, you've got open lines of communication and that you have the ability to communicate with them easily when the worst happens, if it happens. I'm sitting here talking to you guys and like on my computer, I got a little pop-up where I live, right? Pacific Northwest. And it is, and I told you it's 67 degrees and we're talking about hurricanes. Mostly people relate this to the East Coast, but we're talking also about weather. We're talking about being prepared. We're talking about doing some things that make sense. So we're sitting here talking about this and I get a pop-up for today, record high. Really? Is that going to be higher than the 105 we had? See, this is the new world we're living in. And yet people have not looked at their insurance policies. I'm going to make a blanket statement. Please correct me if I'm wrong. You buy your home, you get your insurance, you file your paperwork, and you're done for 20 years. And I think what we're talking about is we can't do that anymore. You have to stay on top 
of the trends that are happening, the changes that are happening. And don't you find, Michael, that, you know, calling an insurance company, they can help people understand what they need to do to be better prepared, right? Or no? Yeah, absolutely. You know, insurance companies, insurance agencies really should be resources to help you figure out those questions you haven't thought to ask yourself. You know, I mean, what are you going to really need after a catastrophe? One of the options, you know, policies make available are things like additional living expenses. That's that cash in your hand immediately after the the disaster that helped help you sort of bridge that gap. You know, you need you need a roof over your head. You need food. You need the opportunity to get clothing, toothbrushes, toothpaste, those little things. And so, you know, that's that's a question a lot of people don't think to ask themselves, but it would be really helpful to know because you could just you can put that in that policy. And that way, if the worst happens, it's there for you. So let's talk about this, because this is a burning question, and I know it's the elephant in the room. So I'm just going to get out there, Dr. Ian and then Michael with you is let's talk low cost ways. Let's talk low cost because the minute we have a conversation like this, people turn completely off and they don't think there's low cost. Now, look, I've done enough work and volunteer work that I tell people, this is your checklist of what you have to have in your house. Find a closet, put water in it. You know, these are things that you can do. Every time you go to the store, get yourself a little something, put it in there. But let's talk, Dr. Ian, from your perspective, low cost things, you know, even so far as be aware of the hotels in your area, you know, be aware, right, of the hotels that have brick walls, right? What what are you thinking, Dr. Ian? So, Pat, that, that's an incredible example. It's just simple awareness. That doesn't cost us a dime. And all of us have our cell phones handy. We can do a lot with them. And that goes into making our plan for our home and our family. I mentioned the home inventory, but that's a great, have your plan. Do you need to evacuate? Do you live in a flood zone? Is storm surge going to get you uh, in a tornado environment? Where is the safest place in your home? I know mine. It's down in my basement under the stairs in the closet. And I make sure I clean it out so I can get myself, my daughter, my wife, our dogs in there in the event I need to run down there in about 30 seconds. That's a tornado kind of case. Those are free. There's nothing that you got to pay for. It's just simply you decide, take a little responsibility, a little action yourself, have some fun with your family, make your kit, make your plan. And then when you have to hit go, you've done it. You got that little bit of muscle memory like we talk about with athletes. It's the same thing, y'all. And, and you, you can put that into place. Now, when you you start to look at your home itself, there are little things. We mentioned the home inventory, but sealing up those windows and door frames where there's 10 bucks of a silicone tube, um, the home inventory. Again, that's free. Uh, You could look at cleaning up, you know, the the sweat equity about moving those those things that could become flying debris. Just even if you can't, I had a friend, um, severe weather was in the forecast. He couldn't get all his outdoor furniture inside. So he shoved it up against the wall and ratchet strapped it to a column. I was like, that's a novel way to do it. And if you lowered the chance that that stuff would start bouncing around, you did something. And that's what we want folks to know is some of those little, you're just trying to whittle off that chance and give yourself and your home off, you know, fight back against the weather, right? Yeah. Yeah. Living on the East Coast, I became a duct, ta- a duct tape expert. That's what I became. Like duct tape was my friend. I'm not kidding. I mean, you know, but one of the things you said, I want to go to you, Michael, for a minute, because this is really a conversation about what you should do before. Thank you for those tips. The other thing is, I want to say this to everybody, you can buy a very small, it's the size of a cell phone, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a, almost like a battery pack. It's a charger pack. It's very compact. And you charge that up. And that's available for you 
to have to charge up your cell phone. Why is that important? We are living in the world now. Like if you're stuck, you don't want to say my battery on my cell phone is low and I don't have any place to plug it in. So for me, you can go online and get one of these very small battery packs. And those things are worth their weight in gold. Now, Michael, for you, I think there's a number one mistake that people make. And how do I know this? Because I'm reflecting on my own family a little bit. We call the insurance company after the hurricane, but that may not be the best solution, is it? No, you know, you really want to make sure that you get in touch with them in, in advance. You want to take a look at your policy and make sure that you kind of got those those coverage conditions that are really going to help you, especially in these changing times. You know, we've you know, we've seen a lot of inflation, as I mentioned earlier, but, you know, there there are certain policy features that you can take into consideration, like there are automatic inflation guards for policies. You can also have extended replacement cost coverage, which, you know, in major disasters, when, you know, a lot of houses are, are damaged or destroyed, that the cost of rebuilding goes up because of limited supply for things like two by fours and, and labor. Um, and so, you know, the, having that little extra cushion really helps. Also building code and ordinance coverage, good yeah. to consider, uh, because maybe you have to rebuild to a higher building code because you've got grandfathered in and you want to, you want to take those things into consideration. You really want to sit down at the kitchen table and do that cost benefit analysis when you're working out your policy. I love it. And, you know, I know that our time is limited here. So I want to make sure from each of you that we're giving people information about how they can find out more. Michael, from your perspective, what's the best place to go? Well, you know, I always recommend that if you're looking for information about insurance in your state and, and good places to go, swing by your state department of insurance website. They'll, they'll be able to tell you who's licensed to write in the state and what, you know, what the general, the general community information. And I, I know Dr. Ian's got some really great information for IBHS that is just fantastic for helping people prepare in advance for the realities of natural disasters. Awesome. Dr. Ian, where should people go? Yeah, we encourage folks, please go to our website. It's disastersafety.org. We've got what we call our ready guides, and this covers everything from hurricanes, severe storms, and wildfires. So if you just Google IBHS or disaster safety ready guides, you'll find them. We've got those three there. They've got all these little tips, some of the things we talked about today, yeah. all the way up to the bigger projects, like when it's time to re-roof or some of those retrofits when you really want to take a big step uh, to make your home really better, stronger for the next storm. Please check those out, disastersafety.org. Great stuff there uh, for everything from the small stuff to the big stuff. Yeah. And I just want to comment on what both of you actually talked about. I can't emphasize enough how important it is to document what you have in your home. And the reason I say this is now with technology, not only can you create video clips and pictures, you can upload them to a cloud and they're there. If you have prints, like I have prints in my house, that if I just tell my insurance company, oh, I got a print. You know, I had six prints and I don't say, oh, by the way, they're all signed, signed by the artist. There's a very different effect. So I, I want to encourage people more is better when it comes to inventories. Michael, wouldn't you agree, Dr. Ian? Absolutely. You know, you want to do everything you can. And, it, you know, you said it. It's really easy these days with smartphones, photos, videos. It's not hard. Take a little time. Do it. It pays dividends down the road. Yeah, uh, last, absolutely. Yeah. You guys are great. Look, last question. I'd love to know your personal message, each of you. Uh, Michael, what do you want to leave us with? What's your personal message for people today? You know, safety first. I myself have lived through a couple of hurricanes. You know, I spent those nights sleeping on the living room floor with my parents when I was a kid, you know. And the second thing is, you know, hurricanes 
can turn in a second. You can be, you can wake up one morning and everything's normal. And then the next thing you know, it's, it's a disaster situation. So be yeah. safe. And yeah. And you're absolutely right. And what I tell people too, is if you see water on the floor, do not walk down there. There are a million reasons. We could do a whole show on that. Thank you, Michael. How about you, Dr. Ian? What's your personal message? Yeah, I want folks just to understand there is a lot of things we can do to be prepared and, and really reduce the damage from severe weather. You know, someday this is, these, these events are going to be like a bump in the road to us. Yeah. Let's start on that path. We know how to do it. There's a lot of science that's come to bear on this. We just need to take that action ourselves and look at that kind of stuff. And, and take that first step. Oh, it, it, you know, once you take that yeah. first step, often our behavior kicks in and we want to do more. So just know you can't. You know, can I just say to you too, we didn't talk about this, but I want to, I want to just make, I, I want to put a plug in for uh, weather organizations because now on your phone, you can, you can tie into a weather organization. You could see exactly where a storm is. You can make the decisions in advance. Do I stay? Do I go? Do I board up? Do I not? I mean, we have technology on our side now. We just have to really talk to people about paying attention and then taking that next step, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, social media, for all the negatives, there's a lot of positives <laughs> in, in, in natural catastrophes. So follow your local office of the National Weather Service, the National Great. Hurricane Center, the Storm Prediction Center. Follow your favorite TV broadcast meteorologist. Have those trusted sources of information. Have multiple ways to get all that information. And it's right there now at our fingertips. So be aware, be prepared, be ready, and just be smart for the next storm. And I want to say go to disastersafety.org. Did I get that correct? And on behalf of Michael and uh, on behalf of the organization that he also represents, pull out your policy. It's not that scary. Go get it. Pull it out. Call your insurance agent. You will find that things have changed. There are new things available you may not know about. And, you know, get yourself a solution that's going to work for these changing times. Thank you both so much for joining me here today. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you, Pat. All right, let's take a short break. We'll be right back. the bumps in life's road taken away your passion, your fire, and your power? What would you do if you could take it all back? Tune in to The Take Back Show with Tiffany Watkins, strategies to take back your control. Tiffany has 25 years experience in business and leadership roles and will teach you how to grab a hold of your life and make it work for you. Streaming live every second and fourth Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific on YouTube, Facebook, and TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you living life in full expression? Join me, Beth Wolf, on Life in Full Expression each Monday at noon Pacific time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To learn how to explore, elevate, expand, and live your best life, discover the seven dimensions of life blueprint of expression. Get ready to fully express, develop your limitless capacity, and experience amazement to become an igniter and inspire. Visit BethWolf.com to discover the dynamic coaching of life in full expression. Did you know that when we talk about the Earth's ecosystems, the most important ecosystem has been left out? 
you. We created the ecosystem approach to recapture human potential. Find us at theecosystemapproach.org. Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You've been listening, but are you watching? Tune in to your favorite shows on the Transformation Talk Radio Facebook page. We stream live video podcasts every day, and we love to hear from you. Leave comments and questions for the host to address live, on the air, and get to know the faces behind the voices you love. Just go to Facebook and search for Transformation Talk Radio. Yeah, yippee-skippy to that, baby. Hi, I'm Amber, your weekly host of the Heart Leader Podcast, where heart and mind align on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I'm here with co-host Austin, and we'd like to know, do you have a passion to make a greater global impact? Are you ready to embrace leading with heart and love? If so, join us and our global community of over 1 million strong on this journey to become heart leaders who change the world. Each episode brings heart-centered connection, building stronger relationships, communities, and businesses. Take a deeper dive into what it means to be a heart leader. For more information, visit www.suivera.org. We look forward to seeing you in the Suivera community. This is Dr. Sharon Martin with a meditation brought to you from Maxima Medicine Radio. This is a short meditation I designed to strengthen your energy field. Please do not listen if you're driving. Instead, take the time to access this later when you can relax. There are features of this meditation that are inspired by teachers, especially Drunvalo Melchizedek and C.C. Treadway, so the credit belongs to them. You may stop the recording at any spot to allow more time to commune with the awarenesses. So let's start by taking a few nice, deep, relaxed breaths in with your nose, out with your mouth. Let your shoulders drop and your belly soften. Enter a sacred healing space as I will now open sacred space as I call to all the directions, to the allies, to the guides, to all those with the highest good, come join us. Now gently bring your awareness to a place about 10 inches above your head. This is the place of your Wiracocha. That's a Peruvian Quechua word for the big energy ball that sits about 10 inches above your head where your soul and spirit connect. See the waterfall of energy that pours out all around, covering your body, making the egg-shaped energy cocoon around you. See the rainbow tapestry of the field surrounding you, 
the field that interacts between the outside world and your physical self. And set your intention to repair and strengthen this field. And continue to breathe deeply, releasing all tension. Again, in with your nose and out with your mouth. Now drop your awareness into your chest behind your heart and find the entrance to the small sacred space of the heart. Allow your inner knowing to direct you there. You energetically have been there many times. Make your way to this sacred chamber and take a seat. You find yourself in the most beautiful place to sit. Sit in this chamber that you already deeply know. And let your eyes soften as you sink deeply onto the chair or the cushion or wherever you are sitting. Continue to breathe in with your nose, out with your mouth, holding no tension. Now with your mind's eye, see the color red, fire engine red, cherry tomato red, red of the most beautiful rose. Feel this red and allow it to spread from your heart to all your physical being and out to your rainbow field. Fill your field with red, touching all parts of you, from your head to your toes, from the inside of you to the outside, all parts of you, repairing and healing your field. And now gently allow the red to recede back to your heart and breathe. Now with your mind's eye, see the color orange, pumpkin orange, the orange of a sunset, the orange of a marigold. Feel this orange and allow it to spread from your heart to all of your physical being, spreading out to your rainbow field. Fill your field with orange, touching all parts of you, from your head to your toes, from the inside of you to the outside, all parts of you repairing and healing your field. And now gently allow the orange to recede back to your heart and breathe. Now see the color yellow, yellow of the center of a daisy, yellow of the brightest sun, yellow of a goldfinch. Feel this yellow and allow it to spread from your heart to all your physical being and out to your rainbow field. Fill your field with yellow, touching all parts of you, from your head to your toes, from the inside of you to the outside, all parts of you repairing and healing your field. And allow the yellow to recede back to your heart and breathe. Now see the color green, green of newly mown grass, 
Green of the tips of budding trees. Green of the inside of an avocado. Feel this green and allow it to spread from your heart to all your physical being and out to your rainbow field. Fill your field with green, touching all parts of you, from your head to your toes, from the inside of you to the outside, all parts of you, repairing and healing your field. And now gently allow the green to recede back to your heart and breathe. Now see the color blue, blue of the daylight sky, blue of a Caribbean lagoon, the electric blue that dances on the edge of a flame. Feel this blue and allow it to spread from your heart to all your physical being and out to your rainbow field. Fill your field with blue, touching all parts of you, from your head to your toes, from the inside of you to the outside, all parts of you, repairing and healing your field. And gently allow the blue to recede back to your heart and breathe. Now see the color indigo, indigo of blueberries, indigo that's in the circles on peacock feathers, indigo of eggplants. Feel this indigo. Allow it to spread from your heart to all your physical being and out to your rainbow field. Fill your field with indigo, touching all parts of you, from your head to your toes, from the inside of you to the outside, all parts of you repairing and healing your field. And gently allowing the indigo to recede back to your heart and breathe. Now see the color violet, violet of an amethyst, violet of a lilac bush, violet of a saintly aura, Feel this violet and allow it to spread from your heart to all your physical being and out to your rainbow field. Fill your field with violet, touching all parts of you, from your head to your toes, from the inside of you to the outside, all parts of you, repairing and healing your field. and allow the violet to gently recede back to your heart and breathe. Now bring your awareness gently back, coming back to the sacred space of your heart and sit down in this beautiful sacred space and breathe. In with your nose, out with your mouth, no tension. Take a minute to feel the colors integrating into your field, repairing and strengthening, heightening your power. 
Your rainbow tapestry is restored and rejuvenated. You are shimmering. Now gently return your awareness, coming back to this time and this place. We close sacred space as we release the directions and the allies and the guides. As always, we offer gratitude for their presence and their assistance. And be gentle as you re-enter your day and restart your tasks. You are a magnificent being of light. Be well. Views expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station, its management, or advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio.